Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What is happening, everyone? We are here with another edition of the Magicians After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, obviously, things are things are a little bit different for us uh, this week. Uh, as always, I am uh, Time Matthews. Joining me, as always, this Adrian Snow. Hello, everyone. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> first of all, yeah. Uh, apologies for the absence last week. Um, as as you can imagine, things were were kind of just sort of becoming the way they are now. So it was yeah. a little bit difficult for us to kind of catch up but we are here we appreciate you joining us um and and as I was I was telling Brie before we went live here we were thinking the magicians getting canceled was going to be the big news of the season I know (laughs) pandemic how about Uh, that but I, uh, but yeah, ho- hopefully everyone is is staying uh, sane and healthy, uh, social distancing, all that good stuff. But we are here to talk about season five, episode ten, Purgatory, as well as season five, episode eleven, Be the Hymen. Uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff from the introduction of Hades to the return of Ember and Umber in in somewhat new forms, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Uh, Adrian, overall thoughts on on these episodes? Uh, you know, I really liked both of these episodes. I, I wished we had more time. It, it sucks right. that we have, you know, end days for magicians and possibly the world. But, you know, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I really enjoyed both the episodes. And I like how they introduced uh, Stella Maeve's pregnancy into the show. So I thought that was really great. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and we're getting a lot of uh, returning old characters in in sort of new variations. Um, it seems like they're they're tying everything together as organically as they can, given the circumstances. Uh, so that much I enjoy. Um, but I think uh, it seems like a lot of people's predictions uh, seem to be coming true or right around now. Predictions of because well, I was gone for like three weeks. Apologies. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. No, there's <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but it's all it's all coming together. As Doctor Strange would say, we're in the end game now. Uh, I s- spent a lot of my time indoors watching Infinity War and End Game yesterday. <laughs> um, but uh, let's let's kick things off with with season five, episode ten, Purgatory, and we get. I love as as Josh compared it, his little like new and Ripley kind of thing going on with with Ash, I believe her name was. Uh, with Ash, yeah, the the little girl that's introduced. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't know quite what they were going to do in that situation or where he was. I mean, I should have taken a hint because the episode was called Purgatory. But um, mm-hmm. once they once they figured out what the elevator was and they were going down to the uh, underground. I was like, oh, yes, P40. We finally, you know, we get one last hello to P40 before the end of the show. So that was good to see. 
Right. I was really, I was surprised at how, how little screen time that Penny got. Were you surprised at that? No, because it's not like Arjun's not a part of the show anymore. And, you know, right. he, he's been dead now for what, two, two and a half seasons? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if not longer, you know, so I wasn't surprised. He's not really, he's not really a part of the show anymore. He's not really part of their lives anymore. So the only thing I would like to see maybe is like him get a nice send off with maybe Katie if she ends up dying, but, or becoming a librarian. Um, But outside of that, I I wasn't surprised that they didn't give him a ton of screen time. It's just like a nice, you know, check-in. Right, right, right. And I think, and I know we've talked about it before, but I think that's a testament to uh, not only the writing of the show, but also to the performance of Arjun, that it it feels so much like a completely separate character. Yeah. And it's like, and we're sitting here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline talking about how little screen time he got when the other penny is in plenty of the episode yeah i mean he's it's not like he's not there you know it's just (laughs) different penny yeah that's it right and i was also i was very i was pleasantly surprised to see the return of of benedict as well the map maker yes pickwick benedict pickwick it was nice to just i i wish that we could get all of them to come back you know just every every character that's ever been on the show for just like a, a touch and a high and by, but it was really great to see him and for him to still be so longing for a friendship with Penny and Penny to still, he's like the, gone through, he's, he's grown up, he's matured, but he still just does not want to hang with Benedict. So <laughs> the portrait, the portrait that poor Benedict yeah. drew. The two of them. That's a little creepy, but. Uh, Such a funny yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, we kind of leave off with, you know, uh, after, after Josh and Ash find out about, about Hades, who is kind of MIA, which we'll get to, uh, they find just like scores of dead takers, which we know probably is not good. Yeah. I was a little confused. How did the take, <clears throat> excuse me, takers end up dying? It's just because they all touched his necklace. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I that that part I was a little bit like jumping between realms kind of has me mixed up a little bit. So I wasn't entirely sure. Uh but yeah. it's you know, ne- never a good sign in this show. No. I assumed it was because at first I was kind of confused as to how they all died, but I assumed it's because you give them the necklace and they all kept attempting to pick up the necklace. Um right. and that they all died. But um, uh, you know, it's funny because we did think the takers were like the bad guys. So at first mm-hmm. it seemed like, oh, great, they're all dead. But, you know, knowing what we know now from Hades and what the purpose that they serve, it's like, oh, shit, all all this for a dude. Okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I had had 
Um, I had had some some ideas when we were first introduced to the takers that there was sort of an I am legend thing happen happening that maybe they were they were somehow related to the you know the protagonists of the show um which in in a way we will kind of you know we see something kind of similar when we get to the prophecy and things like that yeah yeah Um, yeah this is also the episode where we discovered that is so or am I confusing it because I had to watch them all kind of together is this the episode uh, where we discovered that Justin Chatwin is the Dark King or was it the episode uh, Rupert Chatwin Rupert Shepard. Chapman. Uh, I think that that was that was uh, five and nine. I believe that was okay. a previous episode. Never mind then. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So so we'll get to kind of we'll we'll get to to Hades uh, and and uh, that that character as well. But speaking of new characters, we're also introduced to uh, to Eliphas or Eli, yeah, sort of pr- protector of space time. What do you think about this whole scenario? Well, I knew he was a scammer. Um, right. I, mean, I know that that actor I've seen. He he plays a scammer on Supergirl. He played like a weird scammer, scammerish intern on Grey's Anatomy. Whenever that actor appears, I'm like he's scamming someone clearly. Um, so I wasn't surprised that he was like basically you know um, reverse flashing or whatever flash it is that steals force. <laughs> Uh, doing that to to Jane Chatwin or Plum, not Jane Plum. Mm-hmm. God, so many names. Plum Chatwin. <laughs> right. There's a little name I can't remember it, but um, I I had a feeling that was the case because why not teach someone how to control their their time travel power instead of uh, siphoning it off of them? Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. It's um it seemed to me a little bit like like Plum made the decision fairly quickly. Did you I'd think say, so? Well, no, because they had all the marks on the wall, so they oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's like a I guess, pocket. You know? I, I, I guess I mean uh quickly in episode time and not necessarily in their time now that I think about it. Uh um, yeah. But um, there's obviously there's so many other moving parts they had to get out of there pretty quick to get to other stuff to deal with yeah i mean i feel like i mean we're all kind of experiencing that now where you just if you're stuck in the same room for hours and days on end you know there's a desire to if you can get out of that situation figure out how to get out of that situation and it seems like they have been there from for for what felt like for them months at this point so if not longer. Yeah. So I could see her her desire. And also it was a power she just discovered. So I don't think it meant that much to her to lose it. I mean, I'm sure it did and it didn't, but it wasn't like she had had it for years and now she can know now she had to give it up, you know. Sure. Um, but uh but yeah, so let's you know, we we touched a little bit on on Hades and, and kind of you know him going MIA from the underworld. Let's talk a little bit about the actual character that we that we get to to meet. Uh, yeah. What did you think about this? It was nice to see him again. I know we were kind of in, we were introduced to him when Penny first died, and or when he first became a librarian mm-hmm. or entered uh, the underground, the underworld, and we were. I know we were all kind of confused as to like, is that Hades? Cause they, they didn't really name him. So it was nice to finally have him named. 
Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it was like he had, when he went through the interview right before he took the cupcake. Sure. Like, back when we were young things. But um, <laughs> but it was nice to see him again. It was nice to have him acknowledge the death of Our Lady Underground slash Persephone. Um, mm. And for that to have an effect on him, you know, that gods would to want to mourn and eat donuts and play PlayStation for hours on end. So. <laughs> right. yeah. Is that Untitled Goose Game that he's playing? It was Untitled Goose Game that he was playing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I tried to play that. I got, it got, I got frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love those, those times that we get to see um, gods, you know, just kind of like you know, in in those kind of relatable situations, you know, mourning yeah. and and kind of falling into depression like that. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, of course, he kind of and and we get that sort of that sort of sequence where we realize just what's at stake with mm-hmm. with the takers and if if the dark king succeeds, you know, because I think before it might not have necessarily been clear, like, okay, what's the harm in the dark king contacting? Uh, this former lover of his, but uh, yeah. but now we see that is a, a huge catastrophe waiting to happen. Yeah, it was kind of well. If he gets him back, you know, are, I kind of felt like are they going to use that as a way for them to be able to get Q back, which is a long shot at this point. I, I highly doubt, and but who knows that Jason Ralph would be returning at this point. Um, but then when they made mm. it like, yeah, if somebody comes back from the dead then they can all come back from the dead i was like oh okay they're making they're letting us know that there is no rescuing anyone once they've died once they're dead they're dead um they're a magical death i don't know it's all confusing <laughs> like right exactly how can at this point that i made it back alice uh right <laughs> um but it was it was nice to give it higher stakes than that not only is uh, Rupert, uh, somebody that you cannot kill, you know, the beast, at least the beast, uh, there's a possibility of ending him. You can't kill Rupert without ending Fillory. And if Rupert gets what he wants, then he can essentially end Fillory and possibly Earth and the universe, you know? So that was, it was really nice for them to add that. Right. Absolutely. Um, now, now, you know, we, uh, elsewhere in, in that episode, the last thing we get is, is Julia and Elliot, um, kind of, you know, trying, trying to brainstorm ways to get out of that, that cell. And that's when we realize that like, oh, Julia's baby, you know, is, is kind of impressing its, its travelership on her. Yeah. Um, that was a nice little way to get them out of that spot. And, and also, uh, just a a nice way of confirming that it's definitely Penny. It's not some magical other creature, you know, impregnated Julia immaculately. Um, so having them do that and also if she finally got to hear Charlton and uh, Charlton, you know, got to interact with somebody other than Elliot, which is nice for a moment. And that nice throwback. Uh, I was kind of confused, but I assumed that 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 scene of them learning about sex was from season one because that was clearly season one Elliot, and then uh, that maybe Margot come in and do like the newer 
lines? See, I don't know. I I felt like the whole scene was new and they had just kind of, they had they had made Elliot look like season one Elliot. Because uh, I don't remember Maybe. that. I don't remember that scene. Well, I know uh, they had a lot of scenes where they were in the classroom and I was like, maybe it is from season one. I don't know. If, right. if you were you know, dropping it in the YouTube or hit us up on Twitter. And but... I guess, yeah, it, it could be a deleted scene from season one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I loved getting to see Charlton interact with Dean Fogg in that, in that memory. Yeah. And old school Dean Fogg, not this new evil Dean Fogg. Oh, not Psycho Fogg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where, you know, uh, where the, the lay of the land is with, with episode 10, we're going to move on to episode 11, but I just want to let everyone know once again, we so, so appreciate you uh, hanging on and tuning into the show, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, like I said, I hope everyone is, is staying healthy and sane. Uh, obviously it's, you know, it's, it's a huge, uh, passion for us to be able to talk about this and we're glad we're still able to, uh, even remotely. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, just like always, just like when we're in the studio, uh, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. Let's keep the conversation going because we don't have a whole lot of magicians to talk about left. So yeah, uh, we gotta get it going while we, while we have it. Uh, but you know, but let's let's talk about be the hymen. Let's talk about episode yeah. eleven. Um, Little hymen, love that hymen keeps coming back. Yes, and he's he's back with his corp corporeal corporeal corporal corporeal form. Corporeal, corporeal. Thank you. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they they wake him up out of stasis, um, mm-hmm. so so that they can go to Vancouver. Yes. And go see Umber. Uh, right. It was nice also to have that, just that the High Kings come back and have that Ember scene where they're basically told, you know, this is the apocalypse. And um, and also just to bring them both back and have them slap each other for hours on end. Oh, uh, my God. That that scene really, really got me. Like, between yeah. between the, the pickles and then the slap fight. Like, yes. <laughs> all the people are pickled. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, yeah, a lot of like that's one of the one of my favorite things about the show that they've been able to do is even when you know the stakes are literally apocalyptic, there's still things like this to to provide some levity and kind of keep things light. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we you know we that's where we kind of get uh you know what the end game is they realize that they're going to have to load all of fillery onto this arc this pocket world that umbers did and then destroy mm-hmm. the existing fillery mhm um, it yeah i wasn't expecting it to go quite in that direction i kind of forgotten that umber made pocket universes um but it makes sense that he would have that set up in place cuz he had such little confidence in Ember and also I think really wanted to prove that he could make something just as wonderful as Fillory, if not better. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So to tie that back in. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and then, and then of course the, the return of Sir Effingham as well. Yes. We get Sir <laughs> Effingham finally giving Julia 
the uh, quest only to discover that Julia is the very thing he's fighting against. Right. Um, I was like, oh man. So yeah, it was great to kind of tie that in. It also made me think, well, well, crap, if they had never just, if they just never gone to Fillory, I guess it doesn't matter because of what Rupert's doing. Like it was always going to be that way. Right. But at least they know on some level they're going to succeed because he's already predicted, you know, the apocalypse of Fillory. Yeah. And then also to introduce that, you know, there are consequences to uh, having a traveler, like a traveler baby, and that it can drive Julia insane. Um, so I'm curious to see how they're going to deal with that in only two more episodes, but it was nice because it kind of also gave us a reason to have more time with Hyman as well. Right, exactly. And yeah. and speaking of Hyman, we get, um, I feel like we've talked about it before, the kind of the characterization of perverts in the show and, and, and getting, getting kind of into Hyman's head and, and, where that came from oh the loneliness yeah 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 they had some nice moments with him of just like finally admitting that you know he just had a hard time connecting with people and then penny bringing up well if you don't ever actually spend time around people then how can you connect to them it was just Mm. really nice to see they had a lot of good moments i think one of my favorite lines was him saying they invented pre-sliced bread and i don't know and that's the greatest invention since <laughs> Right, right, right. Like, there were yeah, a, there were a lot of like super super silly like word gags, like the the sliced bread or like Josh's uh, ghost butler line. Yes. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> ghost uh, butler. Oh my god! It's such it it works on such like a pure purely silly kind of level. Um, but yeah, I, I've always thought ever since the introduction of Hyman that that's such a tricky needle to thread where yeah. someone that is is literally a peeping Tom and yet they're still able to make him a relatively sympathetic character. Yeah, he's still really, when he was, you know, just kind of a, a ghost character um, or he didn't, he wasn't there physically. It wasn't that they let him get away with it. It's just kind of, he was blown off. But now, you know, his actions do have consequences. Like him listening in on private conversations uh, isn't appropriate. It isn't something that they can just go, well, there's no consequences to him hearing it anyway um, because he couldn't see him. Mm. Now it is a problem. So it was nice that they addressed that early on. Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, speaking of, of making bad characters sympathetic let's talk about good marina and kind of oh, that yeah. corner of the episode um uh, that's not something i ever thought that marina would choose to do i guess like she got really overwhelmed with the guilt because that's not something you know that sounds like her that she right. would like, get rid of all the bad parts of me right exactly but i think it in a way, I think the the part that did ring true to me was that it was it was a shortcut to being good. You yes. know, it, it it wasn't like oh, I'm gonna change my ways. It's I'm gonna force myself to be good because mm-hmm. I can't live with the guilt. You know, so it's mm-hmm. still ultimately so self serving. That's true. It is still very much on brand. You put it like that. Right. Um, I was surprised to see that Gavin was working with her. Uh, 
that he oh, I can't remember the last time he saw Gavin actually no I feel but, like it's been a few seasons well he was around last season though wasn't he was yeah he? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I think you're right I think you're right um, pretty sure he was around last season but um yeah, to see him, like, just break, you know, he always seemed like he was going to break bad anyway from the library, so to see him trying to pull off this heist, uh, I'm curious to see what her reasoning is for having the world, the word, hold on, the world seed is. Right. And if we'll find that out. That's right, yeah, because that was, yeah, that was the, yeah, that, that heist. Um, and, and so, yeah, so they, you know, she... She manages to convince Anna once they're once they're able to make her lie again. Yeah. Like, um, and I, I I love that, you know, that uh that subplot also that Anna just like, yeah, like why would you trust Marina after what they had been through? Yeah. I love that there is uh almost no difference between good Marina and bad Marina. Like when she was lying, I was like, oh, that's kind of terrifying and you know. <laughs> Makes me think back to some relationships, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really just kind of fascinating to see because we've always heard of her in passing, mm -hmm. but we haven't formally been introduced to Marina's girlfriend. So to finally see her was was really cool, and that you know this is somebody that Marina cares about, and also that Mar does not tolerate Marina's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's a great point that they, you know, they, that I think that's another shortcut that they, that they resisted is that it could have been easy to just, once the spell was lifted to make Marina like back into like a straight up villain. But the fact that there wasn't really a visible difference outside of that wink, uh, I think yeah. was, yeah, very, very telling. Yeah. Oh man. That's scary. Uh, that's scary. <laughs> just people on bad. So I have yeah. cats, so my cat might pop up just, uh, oh. just so you know. <laughs> oh, She's awesome. laying next to me right now. Um, <laughs> she popped up in Outlander back show, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I, so, yeah. So finally, we 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 see the return of of Psycho Fog, and and yes. like kind of like by way of the couple. Yeah, I don't know how he got out. I guess the couple went and got him because they knew that he could get access to the physical cottage, the physical mm. kid's cottage. But I was a little surprised by that choice. And I'm, I, I'm kind of ready to be introduced to the other part of the couple. Here she comes. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I want to know who the other half of this couple is. And is it somebody right. that we already know, you know? And so that, yeah i'm excited for that uh because yeah yeah like yeah that's that's exactly right we've only seen yeah between this and then uh jeffrey aaron guest starring uh yeah mm -hmm. i'm I'm always curious to see what what people's true forms are mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah it's you know we've we don't have long to go so Not it's these next couple episodes are going to be uh, pretty explosive to say the least. Yeah, from exploding um, snow, snow. Why am I so snow globes? There we go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
wrong? My brain's just frazzled because I have no sense of time anymore. Uh, right, exactly. And yeah, I'm glad you say that because I I want to talk a little bit about Fen kind of uh, standing up for herself and standing up for Fillory in as much as she could. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see that because it, it's been a long time coming, you know, and that's her home and they're pretty flippant about it and pretty flippant about her. But this is, there's some, been so many times in the past where they really needed Fen and her skills and they just kind of blew it off. So for her to finally be like, you know what, not this time. Um, mm. Even if it was briefly, it was nice to see. And just like that whole moment between her and Elliot where they talk about sometimes just having faith in things and faith in people or, you know, missing people, even when you know they're gone. It was just mm. nice to have that little vulnerable moment between the two of them because they're not I don't know when it happened but Elliot definitely got meaner towards Ben as the time yeah. went on it's nice to kind of have them back to being kind to each other for once right exactly yeah um and uh and yeah I think that that conversation I feel like was so relatable because I feel like uh, a lot of people encounter that you know if if you have like relatives or something, you know, that, that first knew you as a kid, they're always going to see you as a kid. And I feel like that's kind of how Elliot and Margot see Fen. Like they, yeah. they encountered her as this sort of naive, you know, uh, this kind of sidekick. And so that she's never transcended that in, in their eyes. I feel like. Yeah. Um, no. That's true. But uh, and then and then the the way that Elliot put it, you know, you can either save the rocks and and the mountains and things like that, or the people and the traditions. Um, yeah, yeah, and I liked how you put that as well. Um, but it's also, you know, there are memories put into places as well, so it's not it it's easier said than done. Like it, it's still her home and. She doesn't really have much family anymore when she went off and, and married Elliot. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, there's so much built into just her memories, like of the castle and with them. And I understand her, her resistance. Yeah. And even yeah, when I think, yeah. Hyman kind uh, of brought up that it sounded like they might be the villains of the story if they do this. I was like, that's a good point. I'm curious to see if they're going to touch on that again. Right, exactly. And and I I think we've talked about that before, you know, obviously all of the all the greatest villains, you know, in in literature and stuff have thought they were the protagonists of their own story. Yeah. And that's kind of um I guess spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen I Am Legend, but that's kind of where uh where I started thinking about the I Am Legend comparison, you know? It's like are are they the monsters? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember I Am Legend that well, but... <laughs> like, <laughs> that was underrated. It, it did end up being like, he was immune. I don't know. Ooh, but yes, yes, I see yeah. what you mean. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, you know, that's episodes 10 and 11. Um, yeah. We, uh, obviously, for, for our viewers, we can't do our normal... Um, uh dropping in of of images and stuff like that but uh that being said adrian with our our uh, wizard of the week 
Oh, okay. Yes, our, our witches, dragons, and something, something dark side, because I can't remember the name. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I was just touching on it very little because sorry guys I I wanted to rewatch last week's episode and then I ended up not being able to get everything together but uh, Purgatory I just wanted to kind of touch on that because we do bring that up and that's the title of the first episode uh, it's a mainly Judeo-Christian creation and it's basically a place you would go to for purification so if you had not reached a certain point in uh, your life to reach heaven or to be descended into hell like you could go to purgatory and purify yourself so that you could basically ascend to heaven now there's also it's not even though i said it's judeo-christian creation there's many different types of ideas of purgatory throughout other religions you know if you believe in reincarnation the whole idea is essentially coming back to life uh as a bug or as a human is its own type of purgatory until you are able to ascend to nirvana, which is one little tidbit I thought I'd add. Um, but they're kind of merging the Judeo-Christian beliefs with uh, Greek mythology and that uh, Hades didn't have a purgatory per se, as much as it was the river Styx, I believe, that you would have to, to cross uh, to get into the land of the dead in Greek mythology. And then Ark, is clearly a reference to Noah's Ark, where you take one of each animal, male and female, and put them on the Ark. And if you watch Good Omens, and that's they have a great joke about losing, um, uh, oh crap, the flying horses. What, what are the names? Pegasus. Pegasus, like the, losing a Pegasus because one of them left the Ark before they got on. Great joke. Uh, and then lastly, sliced bread was invented in 1928. Eight years <laughs> after Hyman disappeared. So. <laughs> I'm so glad you looked that up. That's awesome. <laughs> Why not? I never know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> what was that? Uh, yeah, and so and finally, we are going to get into our predictions for these, yeah. these last few episodes. Uh, I think uh, destroying Fillory is going to have serious consequences, like Professor Effing or Mister or Sir Effingham said. Uh, mm. And I don't think they're going to quite be able to handle those consequences because I think, like they said when Finn said that they rode the seahorse to Fillory, I think that seahorse is just like a temporary space. They still have to find a world, and I think that's yeah, where. Yeah, gotta go somewhere. Man. Yeah, they have to go somewhere. I think that's where uh, um, Katie and Alice will come into play with the couple of getting that the world seed back in time for the people of Fillory or Florians to go to. Right, 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 right. Um, man, I God, it's it's always so hard to say the the closer we get to the end of this season. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we. I don't know if it's just wishful thinking. I would like to see that moment of closure with Katie and Penny 40, you know, cause we got that moment where she was so excited. She said, that's, you know, that's my penny. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's always so heartbreaking seeing it kind of from afar. And mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that they at least get some sort of moment of closure. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice. Cause they never got it. And just to give them that, just, you know, before the show wraps up, it would be, I think really beautiful. 
for for Katie because Katie needs a win. Give the girl a win. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's that's our show for this week. Our first uh, remote uh, edition of the Magicians yes. After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, thank everyone so so much for watching. Uh, Adrian, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on Sunday nights for the Outlander After Show. Also uh, on the couch in my apartment. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as always, you guys can find me on all forms of social media at Time Matthews PMA. Might be a little more active on Twitter given uh, given all of this newfound free time. Um, but uh, but like I said, if you're if you're tuning into this, thank you so so much. Uh, it it means a lot to us all the time, but it especially means a lot now. Um, so yeah, we hope you're you're staying safe, staying healthy, all of that stuff. Find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram. If you're on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. iTunes, download, look, comment, review, subscribe, rate five stars if you're nasty. Let's keep this conversation going for just a few more episodes while we've yeah. still got the magicians. Uh, we'll be back here, same time, same channel, uh, remotely next week, talking season five, episode 12 of The Magicians. But until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.